0: Come
1: on.
0: Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George grumbacher and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, the strong and powerful Robert C. Wright. Robert, are you ready to do this? Ready to go. Excellent. Let's do this. Bob is the Chief Investment and Chief Information Officer at Madison Avenue Securities. And as an industry veteran, I'm excited to have you on. Bob, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is you do what you do.
1: Experienced is just a nice way of saying I'm old. Thank you very much for that. (laughs) Um, I I started out... um, as a lawyer, and I'm a recovering attorney today. I spent 10 years practicing law, and I hated it. Um, but I had I had clients who were uh, Wall Street people, and uh, back in the early 90s, they suggested I I go to work on Wall Street, and I and it, for those of you who have read Michael's Lewis Michael Lewis's first book, A uh, Liar's Poker, I had basically the same job that Michael had. In my case, it was at Merrill Lynch and at a much lower level. Uh, And in Michael's case, it was at Solomon Brothers. So um, uh, I started uh, at Merrill in 1992. I was uh, there for a bunch of years, uh, initially in New York and then out here in California, where I am now. Merrill wanted me to uh, move again, and that was not ideal for me. So um, I left, and I uh, went to work where I am now. Uh, we're a small uh, investment advisor and broker dealer uh, in San Diego, and um, I like it a lot. I'm in charge of figuring out the uh, the investment platform for our clients, uh, due diligence. Um, as well as uh, education and training for our advisors, pretty much, plus whatever else shows up.
0: (laughs) Whatever else needs doing. (laughs) That's right.
1: Uh, On the personal side, I've been married for almost 40 years. Congratulations. Uh, To my lovely bride, we have uh, three kids and... Uh, all married, uh, all went off the payroll right after college, perhaps <laughs> my my best financial success ever, and uh, six grandchildren.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they're close.
1: Uh, they are not. They are all the way across the country. Mm. Uh, all three of our kids grew up in California, and uh, all three ended up uh, just outside Washington, D.C. Go figure.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, I got it. Well, I'm sure that you have your hands full and hopefully you get to see him quite a bit. So, uh, Yeah, frequent uh, frequent flyer miles add up. <laughs> For sure. All right, so you've certainly seen the, the world of, of just the, the financial industry, the world of investing change quite a bit. Has, has your approach or your philosophy on investing changed? What is it today?
1: Uh, I think it has to change if if we don't grow and get better uh, then uh, you know we're just not paying attention uh, when when I started in the and the in hedge in the hedge fund area gives a pretty good example uh, of it when I got started in this business was largely when when hedge funds were becoming uh, a big part of the scene. And in those days, hedge fund marketing was really simple. Invest with us. We will make you a fortune. Um, I was in an early pitch meeting for, for long-term capital management. And um, it was, it was much smoother than that, but that was really the pitch. We're smarter than everybody. (laughs) We've got it figured out. We're going to make you a boatload of money. And obviously, uh, it turned out really badly for, uh, for long-term capital management when um, the Russian bond market went south. And it also uh, has not gone very well for the hedge fund industry as a whole, uh, and that's reflected in their marketing. Their marketing shifted to, uh, will, will help you beat your index, to uh, today, it's, well, we'll give you better risk-adjusted returns. Your your nominal returns may be lousy, but on a risk-adjusted basis, it's better. Mm. Uh, there's uh, Simon Lack has a really interesting book uh, on hedge funds, and uh, his conclusion, based on a ton of research, and he worked in the hedge fund world for a long, long time, is that... Uh, over the life of hedge funds, if every dollar invested in them had invested, been invested in T-bills instead, they'd have made more money. Wow. Um, And and so, uh, you know, if you don't pay attention to that and change your outlook, uh, something is wrong. My, my approach today um, is that it's really, really hard to beat the market. Uh, The phrase I use is that, it's easy to demonstrate that markets are inefficient, but it's still really hard to beat the market. Uh, if uh, and for most people, especially for younger people, there's no need to beat the market. Um, and I say to my kids, uh, who are young and who invest, uh, that that you don't need to get fancy. Uh, over the long term if you in, invest in the market uh, there's every reason to think you're going to do really well so um, there's no need to fuss about it and, and worry about it uh, lower costs are much more important than a than a, uh, a fancy strategy and so if you if you tax loss harvest if you uh, keep your costs really low and have broad diversified market exposure uh, you're going to do almost surely really well over the longer term and and that's my approach for most people most of the time Uh, for people who who think they need to beat the market or want to beat the market for some reason uh, there are ways that you have a chance to uh, but you have to recognize that that your margin of error is high and you need to understand that and be prepared for that. And secondly, uh, there is tremendous gain to be had uh, with financial planning for for managing your taxes, for managing uh, your uh, uh, less your asset allocation and more your asset location, for uh, making sure your your legal affairs are in order you have the appropriate trust that the estate work is done um, and that you you're simply prepared on a family basis uh, for what's to come so my approach um, is much more holistic and and financial planning based than when i started in this business uh, when it was simply uh, what's rich what's cheap how can i make money
0: a lot of great stuff there. I I, I appreciate you uh, walking us through that, and I I'm I'm with you. I think that simple does not mean uh, bad. I think that the more we can simplify things and make things easy for people to understand, then it's better. Um, from a from a behavioral finance basis,
1: uh, there's really good evidence that it's better,
0: and that Daniel Kahneman. That thinking fast and slow, that line that he said that it's an entire that financial services or the world of investing is there's an entire industry built on an illusion of skill. I thought that was a pretty damning statement. Um, What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, A whole lot of our industry has been focused on that and related to your previous point uh, the the use of com- complexity is largely uh, designed to obfuscate whether whether uh, we're doing a good job or not. If it's really complex, it's harder to figure out if it if it makes sense or not. And um, that's yet another reason why why simple is powerful. Um, from a from a financial planning perspective. Uh, as I tell my kids, um, it's important that that you you focus on where you can add value, uh, decide how much you really want to be involved, and and then find a really good smart advisor that's going to put your interests first which is not to say you can't do it yourself if you want to really work at it. Uh, in my experience, most people don't want to spend the time or the effort to do financial planning themselves. Uh, partly because the, uh, uh, the, the information base to, to do a good job requires a lot of training and experience. And, you know, in, in the same way that, uh, yeah, I can probably figure out how to um, redo the electrical wiring in my house. Uh, It's not worth it to me. And I think for for most people, financial planning is the same way, assuming they can find a really good person to do it. And that's unfortunately not always an easy assumption to make.
0: No, it's not. I think that everything's moving in the right direction with the all the conversation about being a fiduciary advisor and the fiduciary rule, um, I think probably more people are moving in that direction, which is certainly a positive thing. Uh, I agree. Talking about different stages of our financial lives, and you can we can use lots of different terms, but <clears throat> talking about your kids right now, up until the time that they're thinking about retiring, we'll call that the accumulation phase, the distribution phase, which is I'm going to be living off money that I've saved that's a different animal do you think that a different approach to investing is required then or is it more still a function of financial planning is so important during that phase
1: well I think I think yeah I think the, the answer depends on you know on how you're defining strategy but what I would say is that is that good planning is always important it's particularly difficult uh, during the transition from accumulation to distribution in your phrase Uh, Prudential made a lot of money uh, talking about the retirement red zone and without commenting either way on Prudential's proposed solutions it's a really good thought about what that period is you know whether you define it as five or ten years bef- five to ten years before retirement to five to ten years after uh, what you do there is really important uh, uh, sequence of return risks which which are basically uh, how much your return is is less important than when you get it uh, matters a lot there in short it means if you if you suffer uh, significant losses shortly after you retire and you are taking income from your portfolio uh, it can be really difficult to recover from that and so managing that period um, can be really difficult and is really important so I um, uh, that's kind of a long-winded way to say I agree with you a little bit of both is the right answer.
0: <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And that is, uh, as, as you know, uh, doing actual retirement planning is such a tricky thing and designing that retirement income because there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer to it. So having a good advisor that you're working with is, is probably key
1: sure because we all have different ideas and approaches and responses to what happens in the world and uh, figuring out what that is or what those are for each individual is really difficult and a good good advisor can help you do that uh, and I mean a whole lot more than you know ten questions and answering that's what your risk tolerance is. There's more to it than that. Um, You have to figure out how much risk you need to take to get to where you want to go, and then how much risk you have to take uh, based on expected returns and a pretty good approximation of what the future could hold, and then figure out how to resolve uh, the conflicts between those three different conclusions and in most cases they are going to exist so something has to give and you have to figure out how to make those uh, make those decisions in the best way you can and a really good advisor can help you do that
0: got it so a really big global question for you um sure do you think that that we're headed in the right direction with personal finance just the the average american and if yes or if no, what what needs to keep going or what what needs to change?
1: Broadly speaking, I think we are going in the right direction. Things are better today than they were 10 years ago, for example. Uh, but that's not to say there still isn't a long ways to go. Uh, from a big global perspective, uh, I would, uh, uh, while I am hopeful that Uh, The SEC can put a uh, global fiduciary standard in place. Uh, Certainly, I would support that. Um, But I think the bigger issue uh, over the long term is raising the bar for the standards for how one can become a financial advisor. Uh, It's way too easy uh, to get a license and to hang out a shingle and say, you know, I'm a financial advisor, uh, without um, proving the that you, know, you have the appropriate, the necessary competence, training, education. Uh, it's way too easy. And I, if if I were made, you know, king for a day in this area, I would uh, I would create a plan not to not to blow people out of the industry who have been in it for a while, but I would create a plan to dramatically increase uh, the level of training and experience required, A, to get a license, and B, to keep a license.
0: Got it. I appreciate that. Well, Bob, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them, sir?
1: In my world, uh, we spend a ton of time Uh, Talking about uh, investment strategy and portfolio and portfolio maximization, portfolio optimization, when the truth is uh, by every model of every study done, it is way more important that you save more money. Uh, and save as aggressively as you can, then exactly how you invest the money you've saved. Your savings rate is way more important than the rate of return on your portfolio. So if um, the younger you start, the better, the more you save, the better. Compound interest is a marvel. Uh, So my one bit of advice uh, to everyone, but especially to younger people, is save as much as you can as long as you can and the more you do that the better off you're going to be in the long term Uh, my secondary advice uh, especially to younger people this matters much more to them is invest in yourself Uh, there are enormous Uh, returns, quote-unquote returns, available to you by investing in yourself, whether we're talking about school or training or simply reading more. Uh, The more you invest in yourself, the better off you're going to be over the longer term. It's true across the board. It's especially true for younger people.
0: Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets a Come on. Come on. So Bob, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: Uh, I write a blog called Above the Market. It's at rpcright.com. R is in Robert P is in Paul C right dot t.com and there's contact information there if anybody wants to get
0: in touch. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Bob your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to rpcright.com, which I will list in the notes of the show as well. Thank you again, Bob.
1: Thank you, George. I'm happy to be here.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review,